Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 71. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by my Canadian co-host, the Canadian, Mark Carabin. How you doing? Good, Mark. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. It's, uh, it's a fun, exciting vote night uh, in Canada, so we're... Oh. We're, we're having our big election. Uh, it's it's probably not as entertaining, I'll say. Let's just leave it at that. Maybe as the the U.S. election last Ooh. time, but uh, with it, you know, it's uh, it's some exciting stuff. We we'll see what happens, I guess, tomorrow. And um, yeah, so any any of our Canadian listeners, hope you got out and voted and uh, and had some fun that way. Is is the is your prime minister up for election? Yes. Ah, okay. Good luck, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not honestly. I'm not really sure how this one's going to go. He, he could, uh, he could kind of, you know, still, still get in as prime minister, or he could get ousted. I, I think it's going to be a pretty close race. So it will be kind of entertaining to see. But I guess as people, by the time people listen to this, we'll already know the results and, and we, we, we could either have the same prime minister or a new one, or we'll have uh, some sort of change up in government, I'm sure. So it'll be, it'll be interesting, but by the time people are listening to this uh, here, here we go. Excellent. It's almost as exciting as my uh, fantasy football league. I'll find out if I was a winner or loser tonight, unless the green Bay Packer running back uh, doesn't score like 52 points, which is probably not going to happen, but we'll go from there. My book, Todd. I would hope so, Mark. Uh, yes, I, I, I have not felt like a winner this weekend with my Vikings not winning. Oh, well. But before we talk about too much politics and sports, we're going to talk about video games. And we brought on a new guest to join us on the co-op couch. And that is Mr. Keith. I'm too old for this. Blank, blank, blank. Mitchell, <laughs> I, up, I, took that, yeah. I, I took that directly from your Twitter. So, you know, why not? I took that from Danny Glover. From <laughs> I thought I recognized that stuff. Well, very exactly good. Where I got there from. Well, Keith is not as old as me, so I guess I'm way too old for this. Blank. I finally found somebody who was older than me in this space. I feel awesome. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, well, you know, my wisdom exceeds all in the gaming space at this point, I guess, or just no. I've experienced more, but maybe not any wiser. Oh, well, uh, Keith, tell everybody uh, who you are and what you do. All right, so my name is Keith D. Mitchell. Some people may know me as Shadowhaxer. Those who know that name know a little bit of history of that. I am the editor-in-chief of a gaming gaming geek culture outlet called The Outer Haven, or Outer Haven Productions. And there, I pretty much do everything. You write reviews, news, keep the guys in order. But, you know, ultimately, you know, take care of the family because at, at the end of the day, that's all we are. We're a family. We're doing something we're passionate about, something that we love to do. Um, other than that, I am an IT professional of... 25 plus years. I've been at the current company for about 16 years. It's driving me crazy. And that's why I have all this gray hair. <laughs> I'm a father of two. Uh, one is a daughter of 19 going on 20, which is why I have more of this gray hair. I was going to say, that's got to add to the gray hair. Absolutely. Oh, my God. The moment, I, the, the moment she was born, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose it. I'm yeah, gonna I'm like, I haven't gone bald yet. I see new ones popping up every day. It's just it's yeah, like, it's yeah. it's something with kids. Every day it's something new, or or it's like, Dad, I don't want to be here. I hate you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're welcome for for giving you life. Yeah, and then and then the next day I come back. Oh, I love you so much, Dad. And it's like, what do you want? 
you must want something. <laughs> it's the hormones. It's the hormones. I mean, it really is. Uh, my my son's 15, so I am in that mode as well. But uh, the first one, I imagine, is the one that takes all the grief, kind of ways lay for the second one, right? Because I was a second child. So I kind of, my parents were kind of worn out when I, when I came about. Oh, yeah. The second one, my son was born. It was a breeze. Like, oh. Yeah, we know what we're doing here. Yeah, we got this. And he was a boy. Like majority of the pe- majority of the uh, siblings and children in my family are boys. So I was like, oh yeah, boys are easy. Girls are, wow, watch out. <laughs> That's a problem right there. But I love her. I love both my kids equally, even though they drive me crazy. They keep me on my toes, one way or another. They do, and they really make you mad when they start really destroying you at gaming. Because I've gone through that now. My son is a Destiny master. I am just a plebe now to him, so I'll nope. accept it. My kids will not play games with me because they don't like getting the butt beat. Oh, <laughs> nice. Here's a, fun, here's a fun story. So I'm a, I don't know if I should say it or not, but I'm a big fan of, um, from software games. I'm a big fan of uh, roguelites and the Soulsborne games, so Dark Souls, Demon Souls, things like that. Uh, I love um, Bloodborne. So I had my son try it. He played it for like 10 minutes. Like, oh, I'm done, Dad. I can't play this game. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm like, really? This game is easy. Watch this. He's like, oh, I can't do this, Dad. So, yeah. I still want up my kids when it comes to gaming. Excellent. One of my one of my highest gaming accomplishments is finally beating the first boss, Boston Bloodborne, Bloodborne and retiring at that point. I'm like, I've done it. Oh, no. He's got to <laughs> play the whole game. I know. That's been a challenge. But I'm like, okay. You know, I, I think I spent way too many hours just trying to beat that first level but you know i i totally understand the addiction to just get better and better so but awesome you know what? i'll say this i i i uh, understand that those games are not for everybody at one point in my life i was like you must play these games and as i got older i realized you know what maybe these games aren't for everybody there's just there's just a lot of challenge and foresight and learning bosses and learning enemies and knowing that you're going to die eventually over and over and over till you get better and some people aren't used to that but then again, I go back and go, well, I guess you should have never played the first Mega Man either because uh, that was harder. <laughs> uh, until, I, until you learn the code where you could hit the start button to slow down the, the lecture. Yeah. That's yeah. a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one of the first cheats ever. Loved it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we and we are all sorts of gamers, as you'll hear about what we've been playing. But before what we've been playing. We need a little bit more history with you, Keith. Okay. Uh, so we played a little game called Buy, Rent, Return. Uh, apparently, I stole this with uh, from my good friend Richard Davenport's podcast where he does movies, which is basically Buy, Rent, Erase, which is funny because I don't think he actually erase movies digitally. They just go away. Um, but oh, well, we're going to use that again. Uh, so this week, though, we're going to be playing... Um, what we're going to call sequels, and we're going to call it sequels of systems. So we're going to be talking about the sophomore systems of three platforms. So we are going to go with the Sega Genesis. We are going to go with the PlayStation 2, and we are going to go with the Xbox 360. So I have to rank them? You have to buy one. You have to rent one, oh, and one you have to return. Oh, man. Xbox 360, Sega Genesis, and PlayStation 2. Man. Yeah, that's a tough oh, That is a hard one, because those are some of my favorite consoles. Oh, man. Um, okay. I would say return to Sega Genesis. I would say... Buy the Xbox 360, 
and rent the PlayStation 2. All right. Did you have a, f- and is that because they're your favorites? Is it because you like more games on those systems? Yeah, is I any- went off yeah. the games that were on those platforms that I enjoyed the most. And Xbox 360, when it came out, it had banger after banger after banger. PlayStation 2 it was pretty cold in the beginning, got better towards the end, but Xbox 360 was, was bar, hands down, the best system. Sega like Genesis has a lot of nostalgia, but I played mo- most of my games on Super Nintendo anyway, so. That's kind of how I'm feeling too. I, I was a Super Nintendo kid, 100%. So, I, I think, yeah, I think I think returning the the Sega would would, yeah, kind of make sense for me. And and renting the PS2, same kind of deal. I was back then 100% more like a GameCube, uh, you know, that that kind of generation, I guess. Uh, so. My brother had the PS2, so I, I like to kind of borrow it from time to time and play the games and kind of cherry pick what I yep. wanted. So that was uh, that makes sense as a rental for me. And then the 360, like you said, man, that was yeah, like it had that, too many great games. That got me back into like really gaming, like university. Uh, I bought a secondhand Xbox 360. Uh, I was really into like the the original Xbox, like my a couple of friends had that and it was just like, what do you mean it's online? Or what do you mean you could do this? And like Xbox live was such a cool yep. thing. Yep. And when the, I almost bought one of those, but when the 360, I started hearing about that and I was like, no, no, no I'll wait. I'm, I'm going to wait. So, uh, I did. And like gears of war, halo, like just mm-hmm. all those games that were just, like you said, just, uh, I'll, I'll piss off Joseph Moran right here and say triple a bangers all around. <laughs> Uh, Joseph, that one's just for you. Hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> the Xbox 360 uh, had some of the best racing games of all time with the yeah. uh, Gotham racing games. Yeah, love them. Uh, and and not not only just like and and games that you can't play anymore too, like uh, the Rock Band, Guitar Hero, all that kind of stuff. Like that Capcom vs. SNK. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so many uh. so many great games. <laughs> yep, 360 for sure. Yeah, well, I guess I guess you guys weren't swayed by like blast processing or Genesis having like a cool volume control tab on it, and a headphone jack. Come on, think People about the cool features. <laughs> <laughs> the Tower of Power, you know, the Tower of Power. You could have like the what is it, the thirty two X. You could have the Sega CD. I mean, that hey, game. I love, yeah. I love my Sega CD. They had some of the best games, best arcade ports out there. Final Fight CD, best port of Final Fight ever. Uh, Street Fighter was one, I believe, when Mortal Kombat first came out on the Sega CD. It's like, oh my god, look at this! Yeah, some no, of the best game. Listen to this was better than looking at because you know you had that with Sega. What was that? The Video Maker with Crisscross and Marky Mark. No, 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 I stayed away from that. I stayed away from that. I didn't touch Night Trap. I was like, what is Sewer this? Shark? Yeah, I didn't buy a gaming console to, to watch full motion video. I I got it to play games. That, that was it. I don't want this garbage. Yeah, the magic of CD. Oh my goodness! And and Sony actually made games specifically for the Sega CD. Long history. If you've ever listened to um, uh, Console Wars, there's a big part of that's how Sony really got into it. So very yep. good. Well, gentlemen, what are your picks, Todd? So uh, it's it's an interesting one because I think PlayStation Two are it is the most successful console of all time. And it has probably one of the best libraries of all time. Just the, the amount of titles it covered. I mean, JRPGs, uh, just just franchises that it brought out. I mean, it, it, it really had some bangers. Um, but 
I would say it wasn't the best of Sony because they weren't really, you know, firing in all cylinders with their first party at that point. Still, they still weren't, they still didn't have naughty dog was making Jack and Daxter. I mean, you just did not see their best uh, software come out. They were still heavily third party. So that's why I would lean into Genesis would be returned, but in actuality, Genesis was the only console actually really rented. I rented Genesis from a video store, so but I but I didn't own it, and I never finished any games on it because I never owned it. I never was able to rent it long enough to actually finish anything. So it truly was a return. I returned it every weekend during the summer, and went back to whatever I else wanted to do. Uh, I would say a PlayStation Two would be a rental, even though I love that console. Um, until the disc the disc drive died but it, it brought oh. dv but it brought dvds to most people's you know living room for the first time it was true, an affordable true. dvd player um and it had some great games i i really i mean grand theft auto 3 grand theft auto wouldn't have existed uh, if playstation 2 said let's do something crazy take two that's kind of crazy and that game kind of is really set things forward on a different level for 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 uh you know the sandbox game but that's going to be a uh that's definitely be my rent and then the buy is xbox 360 i love the original xbox it had some really awesome games on it but with a 360 they took a different approach they really yep. went mainstream uh and they and, and, and i always i have always wanted xbox to get back to what they did which was basically creating a new franchises that just kind of had prominence. I mean, they launched with mass effect. They had Bioshock. They had gears of war. I mean, yep. think, and, and I think Forza horizon also launched. Did it launch on 360? It, didn't launch it came afterwards sure okay but that's one of the the series that came out on 360 so yeah yeah. so 360 for a sophomore system just like ps2 i mean all these systems were wildly successful so i'm I'm just so glad that they iterated and they really performed so i would say 360 uh dishonored was the game that finally killed my 360 but i didn't red ring Mm. um so so yeah uh it was just red ring yeah yeah and one of those things you know face plates really fun stuff there Mm -hmm. those really expensive hard drives you had to snap in the top so i'm glad x i'm glad xbox brought those back again with the xbox series you know snapping in hard drives so they, they, they really set some standards, which I really love. So there we go. Uh, so that is what we would rent, buy, or return. So uh, thanks, everybody, for that. And let us know on the Twitters and the, the social media what you love as well between those systems. But now we're ready to talk about actual games we've played. So, Keith, um, it looks like you played a broad assortment. Didn't really stick on one thing in particular. Yeah. Um, so I jump around. I've been going through a hard time with gaming and um, between reviewing games and not be able to talk about certain games because NDAs and I don't want to get in trouble. Um, I recently started playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon because they came out and said, oh, hey, by the way, Darkest Dungeon 2 is coming out early access in October. I was like, well, you announced this last year. It's coming out next year in October. So let me get back into the game. And as you probably figured out by now, I like games to punish me. So we're playing a lot of that, um, dying a lot, getting mad because my favorite characters are dying, deleting the game save, starting over again because <laughs> I don't want to lose that certain character. Um, Aliens, Fireteam Elite. What can I say? It's reminds me a lot of Gears of War. I love the Alien universe. It's easy one of the better Alien Aliens games out there. I love the fact that it's co-op. 
And I, I just think that um, Cole Iron did an amazing job with the game. Amazing. And that's going, well. That's right. like that's like a um. It's like a resurgence. These games are like uh, Left for Dead. This is you know coming up before Back for Blood. So yep. does do they nail it? Because I mean, I always think of oh, like yeah. aliens. Do they? I mean, they have a variety of alien types, right? Is that the is that what's new? Yeah. So most of the aliens in the game are new. I I, I think so. Let me back up. So I think it's funny that you mentioned that because we were having a conversation over the Yacht Haven about uh, Back for Blood and aliens because they had the Back for Blood beta. And a lot of us think that Aliens was the better game. And everybody are like, well, Back for Blood is a beta. And I'm like, yeah, it is a beta. But at the same time, it's kind of polished. It kind of shows us everything what's going on in the game. But when you play Aliens, there's just more things you can do. There's better weapons. You can customize your characters. There's just so many things you can do in that game. And I really enjoyed it. You know, it's interesting. Aliens is now a Disney franchise. So is it? was there a big, oh yeah, they, they, right. they bought, yeah, they acquired it from Fox. So there wasn't a big yeah, Disney logo. Like, oh, there you go. My son walked in. <laughs> oh, it is how it's he called. Something. I don't know what he took, but he took something. He, so Keith, in the quarter of Keith, that's a good emergency system. If ever is like a stalker or a serial mm-hmm. killer. Now, you know, it literally just comes on every time I go. Yep. And you saw the light, which is. I will fix this room. I will fix this room. I will fix this room. <laughs> or maybe there was a special treat for anyone watching the video version. Yes. Or maybe there was a xenomorph just sneaking in since we're talking about aliens. Well, I've got a got a gun back there. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I got a Halo <laughs> Infinite rifle back there. You got an Ant-Man helmet See? too? Oh, yeah. I've got a ton of stuff back there. I'm so, safe. Awesome. I got Doom All Guy right. helmet. I'm, good. I'm good. You're good. Perfect. I'm good. Perfect. I'm good. And then the last one was Forza Horizon 4. I'm a big racing fan. I'm excited for Frozen Horizon 5, so I started playing a lot more 4. Uh, I, I can't wait for 5. That's all I can say. I cannot wait for 5. The biggest game out of all the games, so many cars, <clears throat> so mm. many environments to run into. I'm I'm a big off-road buff as well. I just saw the, the running through the jungle and the volcano. I'm like, yep. I'm not coming in for the next couple of days while I play this game. Thank you very much. It looks Looking like it's going to be way more fun, I think, like than than four was. Uh, four, I, I had fun with four. I really enjoyed four, but I, there's something about that like tropical party theme, like three was, that it's just yeah. like there's just something about that that catches me more. And I think five is going to bring that kind of energy back. I'm um, I'm really looking forward to five. Yeah, a lot of people actually said that if you rate three and four together, three was the better game and mm-hmm. was more substance and um, the appeal. Four had a great racing vibe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it did a lot of things better. It, it played better, more selection of cars. But three overall was the better game. And again, just substance. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm seeing a lot of that with five. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. But it's funny though because. I reviewed four. I actually, I, re- I reviewed three, and I was like, how are they going to beat this game? And then it came out four, and I was like, all right, this is no way they're going to come out Smash 4. I was like, all right, you guys are wizards. I just want to <laughs> play your game now. You're, you, you're great. You're great. Yeah, I'm I'm not a racing guy at all. I, I, I miss Burnout. I miss the stupid arcade racing games. Um, and when I saw five, I'm like, Maybe this is my in because they showed like some weird game modes. Like, don't they have one like where you're like in almost like a wipeout style, like like game where you're hitting balls and things and doing stuff like that? There's like some weird game mode people people can create with cars now. I don't remember, but in four they had a bunch of zany things. Mm-hmm. Back up three, they had a Lego. No, sorry, three they had um Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. Four, four was they Lego, had Lego. Right? Four was yeah. Lego, which is amazing. Okay. If you 
if you do anything, jump in four. I think four is on Xbox Game Pass. I'm not 100% it sure is. anymore. Yeah. It is. Okay. But the, the DLC is not. So if you want to play the oh. Lego bit, you have to pay for that. But the base game is is on Game Pass. Yeah, there's so much in there. And the Lego the Lego is fun. The Lego is worth it. And if you ever watch the Lego movies, they even have a, a station where it plays. Everything is awesome nonstop. <laughs> I loved it. Loved That's it. amazing. Yeah, there's a game mode called Playground Games. Like I said, if you ever watch the show Wipeout on ABC or any of those games, it just it looks like a wacky, almost like Fall Guys type of experience with cars, which I think that's genius. I mean, that's that's an easy way to get people just to have fun and do something stupid versus feel like, oh, I've already lost a race or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not very good at this or I'm spinning out and, you know, I'm not very good at driving. So there you go. That could be fun. I never uh, watched that TV show because I was I was this is just me. I was always mad that they took that name Wipeout. Because the Wipeout, I remember, was a pretty slick, futuristic racing game. Yep. Not this... What is this show? I don't know what this is. But it's not <laughs> yeah. the Wipeout I remember. Not at all. Not Didn't at all. stop me from watching the show, but I loved that game. Uh, fun fact, uh, Forda, Forza Motorsport 7 is now no longer able to be purchased on Xbox. Yep. They got delisted. It's gone. Wow. Yeah, the licenses expired and they can't do it. Isn't that just sad? So... If you missed your chance, guys, it was 10 bucks a couple weeks ago. Now you will never be able to buy that game new if you never purchased it in the past. So RIP store somewhere. RIP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you can find like a used copy, maybe even if you've got a disk drive. But if you've got a Series S, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right, Mark. What yes, are you playing? You've been you've been playing some very serious games, too. I've been busy. I've been uh, I've been I've been enjoying the last I, I think like by the last last episode, I think I mentioned like I was in a bit of a gaming funk. I wasn't mm-hmm. playing a ton for the last couple of episodes. And I'm, I'm starting to fix that now that the summer is kind of winding down and it's it's more like stay and play video game weather. So I'm, I'm kind of back, baby. Uh, but, uh, to, to start, I came back with, uh, Fortnite season eight, the big Fortnite season seven, uh, finisher event happened on the weekend. Uh, I didn't get to put together a crew because I was, uh, out in the country and with a crappy internet connection and my switch, but I still got to kind of enjoy this event and watch it. I, I did watch a, a, a captured stream of the event when I got home to see it in like 4k and, and prettier. Uh, but it was still fine on the switch. It was cool. It was, it was a neat kind of thing. Talk, talking about aliens. Uh, you went up in an alien ship and we destroyed it, but you got double crossed. There was all this kind of drama and it. the whole thing kind of played out like a Disney ride. We were like, you didn't really do much, but it was very entertaining. And you were kind of like a, semi-active participant like you you'd still run down the corridors and there was still someone yelling like oh you have to go left oh we have to jump in this okay give me a second i have to shut this door like it was that kind of interactivity but like you weren't really like actively shooting aliens or like doing anything really but it was it was still a wildly entertaining event uh and season eight's been pretty cool so far uh i don't like some of the changes but some of the other stuff like it's it's been neat so um as usual, if you want to play some Fortnite, hit me up. Uh, I usually play a few nights a week. It'd be great to uh, to play with some of the, the community. So uh, find me in Discord or anywhere else, and uh, we'll tell you where to find me later on. Uh, I also, speaking of things I'd like to play with people, I, I got back into Sea of Thieves because I saw that the season was ending and I started to panic because I thought the Pirates of the Caribbean content might have been going away. It's not. Uh, that those tall tales are staying put even as the new season is oh, starting. 
so if you haven't played them like me, uh, you can. And I played the first part of the Pirate Tales. So it was super entertaining to play along with Jack Sparrow and, and to, to do stuff with him. And you're firing the cannons and he's yelling as usual, like Jack Sparrow stuff next to you. And you're you're shooting at Davy Jones. And it's, uh, again, just wildly entertaining mix of like Pirates of the Caribbean and Goonies, which like give me more. Uh, so if, if anyone wants to play through some more of that, uh, I'm willing to restart the whole thing or pick up where I left off at chapter two. Uh, it's awesome. And again, one of those things on game pass to just like try it out. It's, it's a very fun kind of thing. Um, the other two things that I've been playing are also on game pass. One is Skatebird, and, uh, I, <laughs> is it like a gimmick, like snakes on a plane? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Okay. I, I wanted to love this game. When I first saw it, I was like Skatebird. That's so dumb. And like, I want it there to be like a Tony Hawk, but he's an actual Hawk. There is a tiny Hawk, which I, I guess is. Don't they have like other, series. like, don't they have other birds that have like weird nicknames that make you think of other characters? I thought no, they did. Like, not that I saw. It, it's all like actual birds. Like, there's just like barn owl and that kind of stuff. Maybe I missed it because I was <laughs> looking through them really quickly. Um, I ended up playing, I think, with a kookaburra because uh, I I think they're they're super cute. Um, so this game started off really well because my wife was sitting next to me on the couch and I fired up Skatebird and Finn was running around and I was trying to like pick something that he might like see some colors or something fun. Uh, but she, my, my wife laughed so much when I fired this up and she just saw this like bird that you can put a hat on and like a handkerchief and stuff. And like, he's on a skateboard and she was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I love it. Uh, and I was, I was really into it. We, we picked how my little kookaburro would, would look and, uh, and it was great. And then I started playing the game. And uh, <laughs> as someone who loves the Tony Hawk franchise as much as I do, and you're used to that level of like, they've perfected it over the years kind of control. And it's so tight and it's so accurate and you can pull off the exact move that you want to, when you want to do it. Uh, Skatebird is not that. Uh, Skatebird is very much rough around the edges. I appreciate what they were going for. I, I hope they keep, working on this and um, fine tuning some of the controls and some of the things, but it's uh, right now a bit of a mess fun to check out. If you have game pass, I don't know if I'd recommend spending actual money on this, but if you have game pass and you're a little bit bored for 30 minutes, check out Skatebird. It's, it's cute enough for a laugh, but like, I don't think it has much staying power for me anyway. I'm just going to go back and play Tony Hawk to get my, uh, my skateboarding fix. Um, but it, it was cute. Mark, I've gotten a suggestion for DLC. Okay. The, the goose from, uh, untitled goose game. 100%. Oh, there you go. Redownload. Yes. hundred percent. Like throw in some angry birds DLC. Very, I'm in. Very good. Yep. Very good. Yep. Yeah. Falcon uh, from uh Falcon, but it's a Falcon just with like the cap suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll work i go for that i like that that's uh and and finish off the the season of dlc with sam eagle from uh from oh the, the muppets. muppets yeah just like angry looking on a skateboard just 
America, skate this way. Uh, but like, I mean, the game's <laughs> the game is cute. Like, it, like I said, it has some stuff. That you're skating around as a bird in like a bedroom. So like the way they set up like pizza boxes as, as ramps and like magazines is like it, like it's it's got some potential. It just needs a lot of polish. Um, so that's that's Skatebird. Uh, the last one I played, another Game Pass game that I saw and I was super excited for. I am fish. Uh, so this game you're, you play as four fish who are all in a pet store together and they get purchased and separated. And, uh, and one of them makes their way to, I guess the ocean or whatever the Harbor and, uh, sends a signal to the rest. And you, you have to figure out how to, how to escape your confines and, and get there. Obviously, in water so that's where the ridiculousness comes is you can kind of um okay so we're all super old do you guys remember like the ball maze game where you'd like turn one knob and then turn yeah. one knob and try to get the- mm-hmm. this game that is that's it. what it is like that's that's a big part of this is like if you played that game and liked it you will like this game because it, it can be frustrating just like that was but it's also very satisfying and the whole thing looks like some kind of pixar cartoon so it's like the ball maze game mixed with finding Nemo. And that's the basic gist of this. Uh, I really, really enjoyed most of this game and I'm almost kind of finished with it. Uh, I've played, I finished the story with, with two fish and I'm on the last level with the, the last two fish. So, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Um, but some of it was very frustrating and it was the wrong kind of frustrating so, so Keith, you, you've mentioned, uh, like you, you like punishing games, the good mm-hmm. suck, but it's the good kind of punishing games. Like I, I, you know, I'm not super huge on like dark souls and that kind of stuff, but I like games like Celeste and you, you like Mega Man and that kind of stuff that, that is kind of, I don't know. I call it the good kind of challenging or the good kind of punishing. Uh, this one had some of that, but then other parts, it was just like the button didn't work or, you hit an invisible wall and there's like a flying fish at one point and that part's super there's there's parts in that that are super frustrating because okay you, he looked you said i am fish is it yes i am looking at something now <laughs> yeah um so th- yeah this it, it's fun but get get ready to be frustrated and I, some of it like i said is is built in like i am bread or surgeon simulator and that kind or of stuff clop. where it's like a little, yeah, it's a little wonky, right? And they want you to fail. And then there's other parts that it's just like, no, no. Uh, luckily they kind of bake that into the game and you can skip to the next checkpoint. The checkpoints mm, usually good. are pretty generous. There's a couple of checkpoints that it was like, why would you put it there instead of a couple of feet forward? Because you'd get to a point And again, some NPC that you didn't see would kick you and your thing would go flying and you'd smash and you'd be right next to a checkpoint, but you didn't get it because of some unforeseen circumstance. So uh, there were points that I wanted to smash my new aqua shift Xbox controller. And I really had to not try to do that. But uh, (laughs) for the most part, this, this was a really cute game. And, uh, and again, one that my wife enjoyed watching me play and Finn was really like, Ooh, it's a cartoon. Like he's, he's all about the Disney plus cartoons. And this was right in his wheelhouse. So, um, it, it's got the 15 month old seal of approval and, uh, and mine as well. So, uh, I am fish. Check it out. 
it's it's on Game Pass, so just play it there and and enjoy it. Yeah, actually, just do it on uh, streaming. I assume even quicker. Start it up on your phone. Yeah, there you go. Good work. Yes. Uh, so I will actually continue on the call it the bad suck. I guess we're going to call it. <laughs> uh, I am finally giving my verdict on foreclosed. So Mark was a good Uh-oh. man, got me a code for this game by the publisher. And I am now going to talk about this game and I will give you the pros and the cons, but I'll give you a little bit about this game first. Basically, Foreclosed, made by Antab Studios. It's a narrative-driven action shooter set in a cyberpunk world, has a comic book, cel-shaded look to it. Um, And basically, you play Evan Kapnos, and you have these implants. And the funny thing about implants, if you don't pay them off, they repossess them or foreclose on them. And that's the whole premise of the game, which kind of leads you on a path to uh, not get them removed, but it kind of leads you to kind of a murder mystery. You kind of feel like, I I believe he's like a detective for hire, a PI. So um, it's from a third person perspective. Um, This is a stealth type game, but with some combat. Um, And, I like the, the the setting of the game. It's near future. It's got a clean look, so it's not dirty and grimy. It felt very much so. Had some uh, stealth moments, had some, I would say, it's almost like pursuit moments where you're trying to outrun someone or not get shot, and it's got some, uh, some mechanics. You can dive roll and things like that, um, which was entertaining. And then you also had stealth where you would sneak around people. And then eventually you get implants, which allow you to overheat of your enemies implants so basically you're you're supercharging their chips so they shut down so that was kind of a cool element uh there's moments where you actually go into like uh vents and things like that and you sneak through them through a first person perspective so but and i i like a lot of these things the voice acting seems pretty decent uh there's voiceover you kind of don't know exactly where the path is going to lead you but i would say overall the premise is pretty cool so pluses for that Where this broke down, and I only got about an hour and a half into this game, and I checked and looked for walkthroughs just to see, am I doing something wrong? Is there something wrong? This game is very vague, and it doesn't lead you to understand where you need to go or how you get there. It has like a little little, like a red dot you look up in the environment and say, oh, I think I need to go there. And it was funny. The same problem I had, I watched another guy do it, and he had the exact same problem. So I'm glad it's not a Todd problem versus a, it's an unintuitive understanding of where you need to go that unless someone discovered it, I probably would have got so frustrated and maybe three hours later, I would have discovered it. But that's not good game design. Good game design means that it's it's intuitive enough, provides a challenge, and you eventually find it. So especially in a game like this, you don't want to get hung up in a spot that's not even that interesting. Like, you know, I didn't know to take this vent because I didn't see the vent because it wasn't uh, something you had experienced before you could actually go into the vents. So there you go. Um, camera system made me sick. I had never on a console with have felt sick in a third-person game. First-person game, even then, I've never felt sick. VR, I've never felt sick. This one, when you'd swing your stick, it was way too fast, and I tried to slow it down, change all the parameters. Even when I put it to the slowest setting, 
it was still bad. I felt sick to my stomach and I've never felt, and then you should not feel that way in this type of game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I looked to see if there's any updates. There wasn't, this game has been out for two months. So that made it almost playable uh, once again for me. That was just like, ah, oh, this is not good. So I'm not sure why, if it was maybe made for PC where you could control some of those things a little bit or tweak them a little bit more granular than you could with thumbsticks. Right. Don't know, but that's another obstacle. And the last one, I was getting my gun. Guns are the main combat in the system. I'm trapped in the menu system to just take my gun. Uh, You're in the implant menu. And I'm like, okay, I figured out you can do upgrades and very cool. looks very cool. I just want to leave now and go on and just fight. fight. Can't do it. I'm like, what's going on? I watched walkthroughs. People just says, escape. Okay, I'll try it again. Don't do it. I looked on PS5 walkthroughs. I I changed my controllers. So I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. So I'm like, I can't progress. And I pushed every button combination you could think of, clicked everything. So unless I contact the publisher and say, hey, I'm having this issue or see if there's some hot fix or something for it, mm-hmm. I'm essentially done with this game because I can't move forward. So I can't oh. get out of this. I tried reloading just to think maybe it's my right now reloaded, did the same thing, got to the same point, did it again. So, so I, I did skip past this, but I had a very similar kind of problem uh, with with I am fish and it's a well-known bug apparently it, it came up right away when I searched it but apparently on uh, the Xbox series consoles uh, you can get stuck at the the title screen so it'll say press any button and it's just mm-hmm. the four fish just chilling there and I was pressing every single button it took a full restart of my console I read some places that it took multiple restarts of the console for this to fix itself they're working on a patch they're aware of it that's why I I didn't mention it at first, but since you're bringing up this problem, like it's that that's an issue, but at least I am fish. Like they're tweeting about it. They're saying, we know we're working on it. This one sounds like it's kind of silent. Pretty much. Yeah. I've looked for like error codes. I've looked for, you know, stuck in, in, in menu and found nothing so far. So I'll, I will reset my console just to see maybe that's the magic thing, but that's a little ridiculous to have to do that to your point to do that. So um, it's got a 59 Metacritic out there. So maybe other people are experiencing glitches or the vagueness mm-hmm. or something like that. Great premise. I think the studio could do some really cool things. Just this game is just stumbling over itself and getting my way of my enjoyment. I don't want to destroy my controller or my console because of this so but if it sounds interesting maybe you'll have the same problem other people haven't had the same problem so it could be a weird combination so check out foreclosed if you're interested like i said the game everything but (laughs) the actual playing when it works it works pretty well so yeah that's a little disappointing but check it out if you want to Mm -hmm. um and then lastly death loop i do not have a lot of time in death loop so i'll just put that caveat out there i haven't even I've, i've battled the first visionary haven't beaten her yet. The visionaries are bosses. So Deathloop is basically, it's a 60s weird, you know, Austin Powers type environment. You've got this main character named Colt. He's a, he's a badass. He's really cool. And you wake up on a beach and you don't know what's happening. And then you find out essentially you're in a loop. And then you basically have to destroy the loop. So time doesn't keep resetting. You're on an Island essentially. Um, You have these enemies that are very weird. They're wearing masks. It's very odd, not really explained. And Cole even asked why they're wearing masks. So I like it. The game is a really cool narrative structure, really cool voice acting. You essentially have two main characters, Colt and your antagonist, Juliana. She talks right through the the DualSense controller. And it almost sounds like you're talking through a walkie-talkie, which is the exact aesthetic you want. 
the dual sense uh all the the immersion pieces are fantastic um the gunplay is pretty good you, you can dual equip if you want you have a, a thing called a thingamag thingamazig thingamagig wizagig i don't know it's called it's got a funny name but basically you can hack things which is fun and um essentially you will get upgrades you'll get special abilities like double jump and different things like that you've got these weird they're called slabs and then you get these other things that essentially give you a perk but they give you a negative at the same time so it's one of those neat, nice little balancing. If you want a little difficulty, mm-hmm. you can have that as well. And the whole premise is you've got to beat eight of these visionaries who are trying to maintain the loop in one day. You can only die three times. And then if you die before you get the first visionary, you lose everything. But oh, you, but nothing changes. Not it's, it's basically not like a roguelike where it's procedurally generated. So you can memorize it. It's kind of very much like a Bloodborne or something like that, where it's difficult but if you know a path and you know what to expect, um, you can really get ready for it. Um, it's not difficult like a Bloodborne at this point. Like the enemies aren't very difficult, but it, you have to heavily rely on stealth like most arcane games. If you don't, you will get overwhelmed and you'll die. Uh, one of the unique premises is Juliana can invade at any time. Just show up that. and start, and start taking you up. <laughs> it's so cool. And you can open up the game to have other real players play as Juliana if you want. So that can get annoying. And then, uh, so I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm at the first visionary. Um, it's very interesting. It's not frustrating yet. So this is where dishonored where I stopped because the stealth was so hard and I felt like it was, it, the AI was too good. It was almost like I, I, like I'm not getting seen or they're not moving enough. So then I eventually have to move because I can't wait for them to finally move or maybe they don't move at all. So I'm not a big fan of stealth games, but this one seems like there might be a hook to get me around that. But if not, my son wants to try it out. He'll get better at it than I in a, about a day and show me, hey, dad, you're bad at this. But the thing that worries me the most is you have three lives to take out the eight bosses in one day. That's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very good. It's it's not a roguelike. It's more like a, a Souls-like game, but not as difficult. But it still has, it's an immersion game where you can play with the game you want. And if light, the night and day cycle too changes how many enemies are there. So which is another just interesting viewpoint where it was safe during the day, not safe during the night. I like it. So Keith, did you play it? No, I hear a lot of people talking about it. Uh, we reviewed it over the Outer Haven. The reviews are kind of paralyzing at the moment some people say it's great game some people say it's not um i was in, actually in a twitter space today where they were talking about this game and uh, i'm a big fan of dishonored so it sounds like it'll be something that i'll enjoy but again i'm still going to that kind of like gaming funk where i'm being very selective what i play right now like a good example is i i still haven't opened up my resident evil village oh <laughs> i still haven't played it oh so, no so I'll get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. There's a whole reason for that. Um, a lot of stuff happened in my personal life over the last couple of months, which hasn't been great. Um, but I will be giving this a try on my PC, though. But I'm a big PC gamer, first and foremost. And there are a lot of bugs, issues with the PC version. So I'll have to that's wait. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I I love how wrong I seem to have been about this game. Like I was, I was on record on this show several times being like, is this really the exclusive that PlayStation is going with? Like an Xbox studios big, you know, kind of so weird, game. right? It's so it's weird. It's such a weird thing. And I never like, it looked good. It looked 
okay. I really thought like six, sevens, maybe an eight kind of thing, but like starting to see like perfect tens roll in and this being Mm -hmm. like a viable PlayStation exclusive leading into the fall. I, man, I was wrong. Holy crap. I was wrong. But, um, I'm wondering if that is taking away some of like, I, there was so much buzz and now, you know, even as, as you're talking it, I haven't heard that much buzz about it after like that first initial kind of uh, volley of, of like perfect pen reviews, which, which is cool. But even with those reviews, it was the caveat of like, this studio is going to be making Xbox exclusive. This studio is, you know, this game's probably going to end up on Xbox. Like the Xbox was always mentioned in the reviews, which got me a little bit kind of like, Oh man, that's, that that has to suck for PlayStation right now. I think I think a big part also is a lot of gamers because we have this whole fanboyism thing. A lot of gamers can't wrap their head around the fact that this is a PlayStation exclusive game that is made by a Microsoft studio, right. and they don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah, but it's like this is one of the better games that PlayStation has right now. Yeah. Shut up and play the game and enjoy. <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I don't understand exactly, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the few next-gen games, too. I mean, that's yeah. one thing that that has plagued Xbox. They don't have many Series X exclusives with that ultimately display the power. And I will say this. I mean, I know people said this is next, but I, I, I don't know if this game would have been made, though, if PlayStation had stepped in, put some money towards it, because, you know, Xbox could have funded this game if they wanted to before PlayStation, you know, came in and did things. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, we should be thankful this game was made. Because not, I mean, just, let's put it this way. Arcane has not had many successful games. So I'm glad they're getting accolades for this. I'm yeah. glad this is getting some showcase where there's not a lot of big games right now, where this game is going to stand out right now in September, where there's not a lot of noise going around, in a, and, and quite honestly, which is great. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm excited for them. I'm, 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 I, right now, though, there is a limited user base on PlayStation Rant that can actually play this game. You know, 11 million PlayStation systems. P, P, it's on PC as well. So I, I'm glad we're getting this because, like yeah. I said, I don't know if this game would have been made uh, under Xbox because I don't know if Xbox would say, no, we don't want you to make that game. We want you to make something else because we can't trust you because Dishonored never sold. So we're going to tell you what to make and make something that'll make some money for us. So don't know. I mean, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's kind of the Psychonauts problem, right? Like it, yeah. would, would Microsoft have been like, yeah, Psychonauts too, go after it, you know, like unless they had already started and, and, you know, the Xbox at that point was just like, yeah, you know what? If you need some more money, like yeah, now we believe in Psychonauts 2 that it's fully funded and ready to go. Uh, and you guys just kind of need some help getting the final thing. But um, it is funny thinking about the success on PlayStation might lead to Deathloop 2 being yeah. an exclusive for Xbox. Like what? And that would, I think, grind everyone's oh, gears so more than anything else. You know, if it's like, Hey, we made if the game would have been possible with us, and now we're not even getting a chance at the sequel. That would be that would be one of the things where maybe Xbox will play nicely with them mm-hmm. in this instance, just because it is such a unique thing where it's like it, it kind of has a PlayStation identity now, um, which could be there. But you know, I don't know. I would also remember when the coalition when they were first announced, they were making like this weird spy game, and then told, "Oh, you're not making a weird spy game. We need you to make Gears game because uh, Epic is not going to make Gears games for us anymore." So things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, so I, I, I want to say real quick. I'm sorry. I, I, I like oh, yeah. to think that maybe old Microsoft probably wouldn't have greenlit a lot of games that are coming out now, but the new Microsoft is a completely different beast. So yeah. I will give them no kudos for that. Um, 
at the same time, yeah, I, I agree with you. If there is a, a another a sequel to this game, if there's a Deathloop 2 or, or something, and it doesn't come out to PlayStation, that's bad. That's very bad. It's a bad look. Yeah, it's a bad look. It was like when Xbox did the 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 uh, what is the Tomb Raider deal. It's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. it's not like you're in a sy- Tomb Raider like isn't synonymous. Yeah, it's weird. Speaking of yeah. never like those, let's get to the headlines, Todd. Oh yeah. So uh, that leads us into since we, what we've been playing now with what's actually happening in the gaming news. And this week, this actually will take us into our topic of the show. But we, uh, Mark, you weren't on when uh, Rich and I did the PlayStation Showcase, mm-hmm. and I think you. I hopefully you finally watched this. I did uh, I, I, some I, of the I stories. Watched that, and I, I listened to you guys. So I'm all caught up. I'm ready to go. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, we Great basically job, got. Oh, thank you. I, I thought I thought it was a fun. A little different type of Richard's, show than we normally do. Uh, so basically, KOTOR is getting a remake on PS5. We talked about this last week. Um, but ultimately, we found that this is going to be a year-long exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be Aspire's first, like, doing something new versus just doing, um, a, like, essentially uh, refreshes. not Yeah, remasters, I guess, is the best way of old games. They've done a lot of uh, Star Wars games. So they're bringing that out. Um, and along with that, we are now hearing that essentially Quantic Dream is being rumored to be making a Star Wars game. Quantic mm-hmm. Dream essentially has very many PlayStation ties with Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Two Human. They also made a game called Fahrenheit or something else on the original Xbox and PlayStation 2. Weird game. But Regardless, so now we're hearing these two Star Wars games are potentially coming. One is going to be a PlayStation exclusive for a limited time. This game, though, we don't know. With Quantic Dream having a relationship with PlayStation, that could lead into another PlayStation uh, uh, game. Uh, And Disney has a very strong relationship with PlayStation right now. Um, They have made fantastic games in partnership with Disney and Sony on uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Uh, We know we're getting a a Spider-Man 2, and we are also getting a Wolverine game. Um, So the only Disney property, I think, beyond this is Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones is being developed by Machine Games. And Machine Games basically... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I just I just talked about a, a big Disney exclusive for Xbox, the Pirates of the Caribbean tie-in with Sea of Thieves. So the, Correct. The, there are a couple it's of a, things in, in, in Xbox yeah. land that that yeah. are are Disney licensed. So Disney Disney is spreading their love a little bit, but Sony is one hundred percent getting the attention from arguably the bigger franchises. Yeah, and we have, like I said, Indiana Jones coming machine games. That game, I believe, was already in motion before Xbox purchased them. So we don't know what's going to happen with that game. I think if that was exclusive, we had already heard that by now. We haven't. They already mentioned there was going to be games that were not going to be exclusive due to previous deals. Um, and Indiana Jones, quite honestly, doesn't have much cash, uh, cash these days. So I think they want to get that game everywhere, not just on one console, to be honest, because they got a movie coming out. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So, uh, with that, uh, gentlemen, uh, I don't know if, if there's. I mean, first, let's talk about Kotor remake. Are you excited about it, Keith? Go ahead. <laughs> Keith, you're giving me a look like. So, so we talked about this on our last podcast, and I didn't play the original game. I should say I didn't play a lot of the original game, so I was like, eh, all right, that's cool and all, great for fans of the game. I never played it. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really care about it. It's great that it's it's it getting a remaster. I love that. 
because that game is is a big game that Star Wars fans love. I every time you talk about some of the best Star Wars games, that game always pops up as being some of the better games out there. Period. And now that it's getting a remaster, fantastic, great. The only thing I don't like about it, again, and I'm a, I'm an advocate about this, is that it's it goes the doorbell. It's only coming out for one platform right now. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I wish I'm a you know if it's a third party game. It should come out for everybody, not just one platform. I I, I cannot stand that mm-hmm. to no extent. I just don't like that. But you know, kudos to them, fantastic. Yeah, I I'm feeling the same way, and I'm I've been trying since this game was announced to to put my finger on why, and I still don't think I've figured it out because I accept that that the Spider Man games are PlayStation exclusive. I have even come to terms that the Wolverine game is a PlayStation exclusive, even though past Wolverine games have been platform agnostic for the most part, I think. Um, But for some reason, this one's bugging me. And maybe it's because there is an Xbox tie before, maybe it's the one year exclusivity window. And we've learned again from, from Tomb Raider and other franchises that have been established that fans don't like that kind of BS, but it's, it's, it's like, when it's an X, when it's Xbox doing this kind of stuff, the PlayStation fans are all up in arms. When it's PlayStation doing this, it's like, yeah, that's right, we got it, boys. And it's like you can't you can't have it one way and not the other. Like you got there, there's something about this that's driving me crazy, and I again I don't know why, but it it is. It's it's just like like Keith said, like just stop the if it's going to eventually come out for everything, just just get rid of these six month, one year windows. Like just launch it on everything at the same time. Stop holding things back. Uh, if it's going to be a platform exclusive end sentence, cool. And I think that maybe that's where it, it, in my brain, it breaks like Spider-Man it's, it's built from the ground up as a PlayStation only game. It will never come to anything else. And I have to accept that with this one. It's like, why are you making me wait for a year to play it where I want to play it? You know, exactly like that there's, I think that's where it is, but I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just been bugging me. So, uh, and, and like Keith, I played a bit of the first one. I was not, not a huge fan of it. And, <laughs> and I never played it when it originally came out. So I've recently tried to go back and it just, it, it feels old. They have a lot of work to do to upgrade and update this game to feel right on a modern, you know, a modern game setting. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what they do with it, but if, if this is the kind of stuff that makes me hold off on buying a PlayStation and it was the same kind of stuff that would make me hold off on buying an Xbox or any other platform that they're like, now, if you want to play this within the next year, you have to buy a PS five. And I'm like, I will never buy a PS five until this game's on Xbox. <laughs> like it's just, and I'm that kind of stupid, stubborn that I'm like taking other games away from myself just to like spite them out of this dumb little rage in my head. Uh, but that, that's just kind of how I feel. I just, it, it's one of those stupid little exclusivity things. And, and, and then again, I'm, I'm hoping that they're just like Xbox is kind of like shoots back and they're like, you know what? Fine. We won't release Indiana Jones for anything else. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just, it's just that stupid little fanboyism that 
uh, like you said, it just has to kind of go away. It doesn't bother me. I bought it. I bought, I bought an Xbox one for to play Tomb Raider. I just accept it. It's just like, I, I'm not going to get mad about something I can't change because really my dollars don't matter. It's, it's just like holding out for spite. Oh, there's so many awesome games exactly. on PlayStation, Mark. Why would you know, stop yourself over spite? It's, it's just silly. I'm, I'm actually not. Yeah. I, I want, there's so many games on PS5 yeah. that I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine that, that now works for Sony, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, and I was saying like, you guys crushed it with the showcase and, and, like I, I need to, I need to pick up a PS5 sooner rather than later, uh, just to to hit on like some of the other games that I've I've so far missed out on and that are upcoming. And um, but even even when I do like this game, I'm just going to be like, I don't know, maybe I'll hold out for the Xbox version. And I don't know, just out of spite. I I do want to play this game because I want to play this game because it has one of the best stories in Star Wars, Mark. Yeah. That's the main reason. And you being a Star Wars fan, I, I think the reason why they're remaking it is because like just like the Resident Evil remakes, they have to bring it up to speed. You just can't port something like that because the systems, the camera, all those things aren't going to be fixed with a, a frame rate boost or a resolution yeah. boost. Yeah. Uh, even maybe the acting, you know, acting in games has come along with voice direction, oh, things yeah. like that, yeah. you know. And they're bringing back some of the voice actors, which yeah, is very cool. And once, it, once again, this goes back. If Sony didn't come to the plate, um, once again, everybody has the opportunity to come up to the plate to offer money to get something made. And Xbox, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're just holding back. I mean, obviously, they're spending $8 billion on studios and things like that. But they still have the opportunity to get licenses on their systems, and they definitely could. Um, nothing's to stop them. This game will come to other platforms. It's on PC, I, I believe, as well. So it's not just it is. PlayStation. So, so it's there. And um, it's kind of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is stuck on the Switch and that oh. hardware holds that hardware holds that game back. The camera angles, it was yeah. performed badly. And like this game could be so good, and it's held back there. And I'm like, same with that, that was such game. A bad decision. Up. Like what? that's a, a Star Wars. Uh, is, is Star Wars Hunters? I think. Yeah. yeah, they showed it off on the uh, the latest Apple keynote. That's going to be an iOS and Switch exclusive, from what I've seen yeah. so far. Yep. Yep. Uh, what? <laughs> like. That doesn't that doesn't give me much presence that that's going to be a very deep game if it's mobile. Well, it's, because it's how do you a, it's a because hero shooter right like it's uh, yeah but uh, so I mean is it what's the what's the model is it going to be free to play and then yeah that's that's, that's yeah, worries that's me and Zynga is Zynga's making it right yeah pass oh good <laughs> pass because we'll pass. they're they're known to treat your dollar with value right of course, yeah yes yeah. but going back yeah. to what you said about Marvel Ultimate Alliance three when I heard it. Of being developed was like great, and there was like Switch, and I was like, "Oh no!" I played the first three games; they were on Xbox and PlayStation, and then you come out with three, and you get all these characters, all these all these fantastic Marvel characters, and up oh, it's stuck on a Switch. And then when it came out, and everybody's like, "It performs like crap." Put it somewhere else then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. PC, it could put it on PC. I mean, at a minimum, PC, something like that. Because that's, you know, but I, I totally get it. Nintendo funded that game, so I'm like, that was the cost of entry. I bought it, played it for a little bit, and put it away because I just didn't like the, the leveling system where you had to go back and bring in players at level one. I'm like, where I've got level 35 Wolverine. Well, I'm going to bring in level one Dazzler. I'm like, oh, it's going to take five <laughs> hours to upload her. So, yeah. So it, it's just interesting how we've got, you know, we, we you know, we've got this other game. So what, what do you guys think about Quantic Dream, who is known for their, I don't even know how you do it. It's, it's almost like an adventure game with a very mature themes, death, killing, uh, child kidnapping, 
um, all those weird things. Um, making mm. a Star Wars game. We've never had a Star Wars game that was just almost like a Telltale game. With consequences and, and choices like that. Mm-hmm. Is that something we want with Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think so. If, if they manage to pull off like a um, Mass Effect style game in the Star Wars universe, I'm good. I'm glad for that. I'll be happy with that. Mm-hmm. With no I'm combat? Just, that's the thing. I'm not sure about not having any kind of combat. I, I, quantic games, are, they're not known for the, for the combat. And that's what I'm a little concerned about. Is this going to just be a choose your adventure type of game and that's it? I mean, that might be boring i mean telltale's games yeah the, the, eh, i don't know if, i don't know if i want that yeah the actions are never great mark what about this what if you're a jedi and you have to like use your force powers to guide conversations and oh, you know no. if you lean too much into perverting their minds they become dark and they yes you're perverting the force see mark i'm trying to like blend I, this into a different thought process yeah you know i i think this could be interesting depending on how which direction they take it. And it, it could be centered around a Jedi who's, I mean, the, you know, one of the, one of the Jedi codes is kind of, you don't attack you, you are defense first. Right. So this could be about a Jedi that's trying to not use their lightsaber. This could be about actually, uh, you know, there's the, the, the line in, I think episode two was he, well, you got one thing, right? The negotiations were short, or maybe that's episode one. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's either way. It's, it's um, it, like, it, it could be that kind of thing where, you know, the negotiations might be a little longer. Like the, the Jedi were supposed to be peacekeepers. So this could be set maybe high Republic days or something like that, where, yeah, there, there might be like a bigger Jedi force. There's some that are peacekeepers. There's some that are kind of more soldiers and this, this could follow that more peacekeeper side, or it could also be some kind of smooth talking bounty hunter. That's, that's just trying not to get shot or something like that. I, I want to, I can go for that. Right. Like this, this could go in a whole lot of directions. And I've said this on Holocron Chronicles. I'll say it here. I think uh, that, that star Wars could use a little mix up the same way that Marvel movies do, where you might have a spy espionage movie. You might have a heist movie. You might have uh, a cool origin tale and you might have a, a crazy, whatever the hell Thor Ragnarok was like that, <laughs> you know, like, you, like there, there's so much room to do different experiences within the same universe in the MCU. And I think Star Wars kind of needs that. And we, we've seen a little bit of that with, with Rogue One being this team kind of movie. And then the other movies are kind of a, a bigger, broader stroke kind of thing. So I, I think diving down into some more of the universe and, and getting a little bit more genre. And we can have an action game. We can have a hero shooter. We can have... Uh, negotiation tactics game or something like I, I think there's room for all of this in the Star Wars universe, and uh, I, I I'll be curious to check this out the same way that I want to get an Oculus VR to check out uh, the the Batu Galaxy's Edge kind of game that looked really cool too. So um, yeah, bring it on. But that's coming from someone that runs a Star Wars podcast, so might be a little biased. It's it whatever it it would be. It's going to be a beautiful game. They make they are really a small studio that really puts out beautiful games. Uh, yeah, that that in Keith, your point, 
could they be could this be what drives them to try to to add some combat that feels a little bit more uh, not standard but do different things organic mm-hmm. yeah you know force powers and different things like that that could really be different but still unique enough in a star wars game so i i guess we'll see this is and i've heard jeff grubb said that this is actually happening so it will be interesting to see where they go and disney is definitely doing the approach where they find studios to make their games now they're not held back to one publisher developer which is very interesting so they can try different things which is very cool which leads us into the main topic which is um with marvel and star wars licenses coming to sony um and we do have obviously we've got the midnight midnight suns that's going to be a wide release so it's not just to sony it's going to be third party it's going to be all these different things doing a weird XCOM like card game didn't expect that um it's all over the board so um with this point and i thought of you know and i'm not going to leave this just to disney because you could obviously go pixar you could go their animated stuff you could do everything you want um my big hero six game still hasn't been made so there we go um what other license would you like to see Nintendo and uh, Xbox pursue? And not necessarily like they have to be exclusive, mm. but hey, we're going to get behind this game and develop because we want to have these games made. I mean, I, a lot of people want an awesome Superman game. A lot of people want a, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know, call it whatever, whatever your favorite franchise is that doesn't have a video game right now. You're like, I just want somebody to make that. So, you know, so maybe that's where you take it. Your favorite franchise that maybe doesn't have a video game what is it and who should make it and where should it be? That's a toughie actually. Uh, wow. I, I can't think of one actually. Um, yeah, I can't think of one. And yes, they did make a horrible, they made a horrible Sopranos game. If you ever want to watch a video for that, it's horrible, but because some of my favorite licenses yeah. already been have been used by companies already. So, ah. if you want to take a, th- a second to think, one, one just popped in my head for Xbox, and I'd like to see them go somewhere dark and and mature, like Xbox used to kind of go for. With uh, we talked about the 360, and that was kind of the thing, right? Like for me, anyway, it was like coming from Nintendo, which was always bright, family friendly, whatever kind of stuff. Um, going to the 360 that was kind of the mature console like i said they brought me back into gaming so um i i'd love to see them go with something dark and and go with an mcu property that i i think could have a lot of potential like something uh like moon knight popped in my head that would be just i thought about him off the wall uh just crazy stuff even even daredevil as long as uh they don't you know, try to do a, a first person view, which uh, would would be like in radar. Like, uh, well, yeah, I'm thinking like it would look like a, a virtual boy uh, and just be like all red uh, with radar pulses or something. <laughs> that could be uh, or the dark night or the dark night detective mode. Oh, Ooh. God. Yeah, that, that, that would be a little uh, a little rough. But I, I think that kind of like um, from the from the Netflix kind of style hallway action would be just incredible and i think making that kind of like boots to the ground kind of game uh would would be really really cool and and kind of you know a a good counterpoint to to spider-man which is a little bit more bright and fun and you're swinging through the city and and having a good time and like the, the still 
you know, serious kind of Spider-Man stories, but I think something a little bit more gritty, which I, I'm guessing they're probably going to do with Wolverine, but I think that'd be kind of cool. I have a developer for that game, Mark, for you. All right. uh, you've seen Sifu. Yeah. Yep. That exactly. could work. Right that could work. Yeah. That 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 type of combat. It's it almost feels like uh, was it Sleeping Dogs? That type of game. Almost like a yeah. That type of environmental combat, which is be very cool. Like in a small hallway, you could go yeah. off the, the walls and do those type of kicks. Very cool. I like for, that. Uh, Daredevil coming to Xbox for yep. Nintendo. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out something uh, something a little strange, and and I think we've we've kind of hinted at this and talked about this on the show before uh but i think i think disney infinity needs to come back and i'm not talking toys to life necessarily but something along the lines of like uh uh, kingdom hearts without Mm -hmm. the ridiculously convoluted story and stuff i think just just the disney infinity where you're hopping between different worlds with different disney pixar marvel star wars characters it's got a cool cell shaded animation style like the Disney infinity games that could really work on a Nintendo console. And I think just doing that and having you being able to jump around and, and this chapter you're playing Luke Skywalker, this chapter you're playing uh, Falcon, this chapter you're playing whoever, right? Like I, I think that would be, um, I think that would fit on a Nintendo console. And I, I think again, get away from the toys for life stuff and there was something very appealing about that franchise and it kind of you know, gone too soon kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I love it. I love it. Right. And, and, uh, I think it kind of fits with Nintendo's whole vibe, right? So uh, th- they're my two choices, gritty as hell for Xbox and, uh, and bright and colorful and fun for Nintendo and just bring that back. Disney's what if. There, there we go. What if Infinity did not compete with four other Toys to Life franchises and all of them s- failed because they were too expensive? Uh, that just bring over the Steam port. The, bring over the Steam port that, of Disney right? Infinity. It's, like, it's there. Yeah, so it, that, it's waiting. Um, yeah, Keith. Any any other anything pop in your head while I was talking there? You know, it can so, be can be like I said. Not doesn't even have to be Disney. Any any franchise. Mm-hmm. The problem with not being Disney is you automatically think about DC. When you think of DC, you go to Batman, which is probably one of the better superhero games ever made. Despite what people are saying, Spider Man is. I'll, I'll I'll beg to defer that somewhere else. Um, you want dark and gritty for Xbox? Uh, how about Deadpool or The Punisher Ooh. by Platinum Games? Damn. That's a good choice. There was right a there. There, there was. Did you ever play that wacky Deadpool game? Yeah, on Xbox? I regret that. I regret that. <laughs> I, regret I will that. say, I will say, there are some interesting moments in that game, and there was a Punisher game on PlayStation Two and the original Xbox, which I own, and it was way too grim and gritty and gross. So I could oh, see them making was, a quality yeah, game, like, though. Like finisher kills in that game, weren't there? Oh yeah, yeah like some yeah, real gruesome yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I would say that that would be a hard game to make in this kind of climate mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but that comes to mind. Any honestly, any kind of of action orientated game, I would want Platinum Games to do it. Just because, even though I know the, them and Microsoft have a spotty track record, Bayonetta. I mean, come on, the first Bayonetta hit home on so many mm-hmm. levels. It was a fantastic game. It had great combat, it had a good story, it had a charming character. They'd be perfect. Perfect for almost 
any action character in Marvel Comics mm-hmm. or Marvel Universe. Um, or even going as far as to say uh, Project, Project, uh, not Project, Platinum Games as a Pixar title on Cars. Really? As a little kitty sort of game, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Because again, the Lego uh, portion of, of uh, Forza Horizon 4 was amazing. And a lot of people were like, wow, I wish this was just a full game by itself. That would do good. Yeah. I can uh, see that. Nintendo. Because Nintendo is Nintendo isn't kitty anymore. They, they, they try to stress it so many different okay. ways. They were not, we're not the company you, you grew up with. Uh, um Here's Bayonetta. <laughs> That's Super Kitty, right? They got three, but they got Bayonetta three. I, mean, I know, it's coming, I know. It's, it's coming eventually, whenever. Oh, man. Ah. Yeah, that, that Danny DeVito dude who swears way too much. That's just really odd. Yeah, or Joe Pesci. No, that dude's Joe Pesci, right? They both swear too much. Yeah. They both yeah, too much. That, that guy is so weird. Oh, yeah, so that's always funny. We're, we're, for, we're for the families. Now play Bayonetta, and please let your kids enjoy some language. Yeah. <laughs> or destroy... Not Vampire. to mention the main character's clothes comes off. I was just going to say, yeah. you're not going <laughs> to miss so the witch that's punching <laughs> yeah, demons. Exactly. Or angels exactly. Or yeah, no, okay. All right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, then again, I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Switch. I do own one. Um, yeah, just see, assume I, it's on the Switch Pro. I'm just not assume done. it's I'm on the Switch see, Pro. I have a Switch. Um, <laughs> it's just so many different games on the Switch I don't think will work out right. And just... So many great games came out on the Switch that ran like crap. Mm. And it, it makes me so frustrated. Oh, uh, boy. It would have to be something that would have to take advantage of the party feature of the Switch. Oh, man. I don't know. I really don't know. It would be great, too, is getting back to some of like the um, like the side scroll. There were some great Marvel games for like the DS. Like Ultimate Spider-Man. There were a couple of like the movie tie-ins like Thor, Captain America that were just like side-scroller classic kind of games that I think could still work on Switch or even something that like doesn't have to be side-scroller, but something like Hades just with a really cool art style that'd be like, you know, like Captain America throwing around a shield or something and like – like Hades, you can kind of move in a few different directions and and time those kind of shield bounces and stuff on enemies. Like I think there are stuff to there, there's stuff to do there within the Switch limitations that can still work. It just needs a talented team to focus on what the Switch can do rather than build something and then try to squish it onto the Switch. So I, I, yeah, I think there's some stuff that you can do there for sure. But can you think of a good one though? I just uh, say I would say America like Hades, man. <laughs> like, I want to uh, see that. I want to. I well, see well that. how about a Disney animated property that could work well? Like you know, I, I just think of like you know, Ducktales. Great. Pro- obviously, we got a game. We got a remake. If you're going to give me a Disney, if you're going to give me a Disney animated uh, property, you're going to give me gargles. Ooh. Oh, yes. You got to give me gargles. You got to give me gargles. That's it. Yes. It's all I want is gargles by the Kirby team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Gargoyles. I love they're one of my favorite series. All that voice talent being wasted, that that properties being wasted. There could be a good Nintendo team that could really make that a great game. Mm-hmm. I think because the art style, I would think it's more of that cel shaded or or less detailed. Doesn't have to be, and they could do some really cool things. I mean, yeah, or another Ducktales. I love the last Ducktales. Loved it. Based on the new, how about based on the new cartoon? Yeah, yeah. which well, is, new the, cartoons great. 
that they canceled. I know. But still great. Yeah. Yeah. So. I loved it. Yeah. So good. That's how we get the next season. It's not a TV show. It's abs- a video game. Abs- absolutely. So I'm going to pivot, gentlemen. So I'm not going to okay. do a Disney franchise because I'm just thinking of things like I'm like, what doesn't get enough love? And I'm going to geek deep in my geek. And one of my favorite franchises it was a sci-fi original, Farscape. Farscape is essentially a ragtag group of uh, misfits. This was before Guardians of the Galaxy got together and just had to wreak havoc. They were they were weirdos. Um, it was like Buck Rogers, but completely different, but still. And they just had wild adventures, romance, and craziness. And I want the team, not the current team, I want the Bioware team that made Mass Effect 2 to make this game. And if you have never heard of Farscape, it is just a fantastic series. The Jem Henson uh, Creature Lab made all of the, the puppets, and Rigel's fantastic. There's a guy, they just, it was a really cool dynamic. I love it, and I think that Mass Effect developer team and what they did with creating a universe and combat and space exploration uh, and all those choices and dialogue trees would work wonders for that franchise. So Farscape, check it out. Just watch a what you missed or a trailer for Farscape. It's such a cool series and I miss it so much. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. I wish they would have finished it instead of canceling it. Well, they brought it back into that weird wrap up. Did you ever watch that Keith? No, I did not. Okay. They did. They did a basically a two part movie and they did finally give it its ending. But yeah, it was a little bit not awesome as I wanted, like just an extra season. Oh, well, I'll take it. Uh, last one on Nintendo. And I know we got a couple of these games, but they've all sucked. I want Avatar, The Last Airbender to get a real game. And I want the Platinum A-Team. Not the platinum team that when they're not working on their passion projects does. I want the real platinum team to make this game. I love Avatar The Last Airbender. It's one of my favorite franchises, one of the best worlds in fantasy and sci-fi of all time. And I love it. So I want them to do it. And I think it could be so awesome because it's such a cool game with all the different bending of the different nations, the cool combat, the enemies. The story's already laid out. It's complete. Just develop that in a way that's respectful to property. Bring your A-game developers and make that game. Cool. All right. Well, that is it for the show, everyone. Please tell us, though, on social media, those franchises, Disney, whatever you want, DC, uh, maybe a a decent Game of Thrones game that we never got. Um, tell Tell us who you'd like to make it. And how you think it could appear on a console? Should it be an exclusive? Should it be all all the? Uh, should it go out to everyone? Let us know, and don't tell us you want on the GBA. Just don't do that. <laughs> oh well. But with that, Keith, it's been a pleasure, man. Tell people where Thank they you. can find you on the interwebs. So you can always find me and my crew over at theouterhaven.net. Uh, you can find me also on Twitter at Shadowhacker, or you know, just call my name in the middle of the night. Though it sounds kind of creepy, I might appear. <laughs> In your mirror. Just don't say it three times. Do you have a symbol that people put in the night? It's kind of like Batman. I had it first. He stole it from me. Son of a gun. (laughs) Well, excellent. Check out Keith and all the things he does. They have an awesome website, reviews. They have an awesome podcast. And uh, he will keep you straight because me and he are... Old wise heads, so we can tell you all about the glory and the bad days of old video games. I think gamers got it too easy 
oh, they yeah. don't realize how good they have it right now. For sure. Yep. If you've never played a Commodore 128 game, you have no uh, presence in regards to how long you had to wait to play a game because you could make a sandwich before it loaded. Oh, well. <laughs> well, with that, um, once again, thank you, Keith. Mark, as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. Um, and any and anything you're doing where sh- people should check on you within the social webs? Anything new? Some dad puns? Oh well, you know I'm always I'm always good for some some puns or dad jokes. You can uh, follow me. Twitter, I guess, is the main spot, or uh, Instagram, uh, and I, I think it's the same Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can find me at the underscore Canardian. And you've been having some awesome guests on Holocron Chronicles. Yeah. So even though I tell you to call it the Holocronicles, because taken. I think that's you just because you took it because you don't want it to be called that. I know it's true, Mark. You no, can't make you lie. But a show uh, called the Holocronicles, and I started. I, I tried to start a little gang war against them on Ooh. Twitter, and it didn't work super well. Uh, they're they're apparently nice, which uh, is is infuriating. <laughs> What's uh, better than their mean? They put a hit uh, on you. That's, yeah, 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 no, it's 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 good. Yeah, no, Holocron Chronicles is uh, is is great. We're having fun over there, um, and and this week we have Star Wars Visions coming out on wednesday and oh i cannot wait for that higher thing it's not like oh no week, no yeah, what no. it's one drop it's wednesday don't do that don't do that, oh, I want that seems every it, week i know that seems to short change it so our guest uh next week is brian from the show uh star wars show pink milk and uh and i was talking to him today and i was like did you know that they're dropping every episode and he was like i had no idea so we're both kind of freaking out that we have so much to watch on wednesday and try to get it in before we get it spoiled so if you don't see me on twitter like wednesday and thursday it's because i'm going media blackout while i try to watch this damn show uh, but but uh, next week's episode hopefully will be full of visions and uh, and and fun and Brian's going to be a fantastic guest. I love uh, I love their show. So um, look forward to that one. I, I don't think I've I've that's the first time I've dropped that information that that's our, our next guest. So um, so look forward there. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a fun time to be a Star Wars fan, despite some frustrations about platform um, preferences. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> excellent. This was a great episode, guys. Check us out on the interwebs. You'll hear that at the end of the show where you can reach us. But with that, as always, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.